Welcome, bienvenidos to Chisme That Matters, a Latinx podcast created to redefine chisme by having mindful-ish conversations about topics that matter. And this is your host, Kim Perales. If you cannot roll your R's, it's okay, just call me KP. Hola, hello, everyone. Welcome to Chisme That Matters. I am super excited as usual because I'm going to have another amazing chisme with another amazing human being. And today's guest, I have the awesome Maria Ramos. Um, I have loved Maria since I met her a few years ago. Like I always admire her work as a dancer. And then I got to know her on a personal level and she's awesome. I had the opportunity to dance with her team and that was kind of like a dream come true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's been great. And I just uh, wanted to have her in this episode because I feel like she has a lot to say, not because she's Ecuadorian like me, but <laughs> because she has so many things like that can motivate and inspire people out there. So welcome, Maria. Hi, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. So let's start with like having a little bit of introduction about yourself, what you do, who you are and whatnot for people that don't know you out there. Awesome. Well, my name is Maria Ramos. I am a longtime dancer, performer, instructor. I've competed in Latin dance. I have uh, been traveling the world for the past decade, uh, teaching dance to women, to, well, to everyone. Uh, just the last couple of years, I've dedicated myself to teaching and training and doing boot camps for women uh, where we just kind of sit around, we'll speak about ourselves, introduce ourselves, talk in depth about uh, where we wanna go, our fears, how to overcome them. And then we do a warm up, and then we dance and sometimes we perform. So that's what I've been uh, just really doing for the past couple of years. And now moving forward, I'm also starting my new my talk show. So just a couple of things I'm excited about. And now I'm here with you, Kim. Yay. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I am so excited for all the things that you're uh, you're trying to do and, and accomplish. I think that every time that you come up with a new project, it's always amazing. I love the fact that you do it around the um, the woman, the woman empowerment, you know, um, message, right? Mm -hmm. So, what made you? I'm interested because I, I, I just want to know, like, what made you kind of start this? Like, for example, humanity. Humanity was like an awesome, awesome thing. So, what, what is sparked in you? What was the thing? Hey, I want to do this. I think what really sparked me was um, a breakup. You know, just the fact that I was um, working for a long time when I was teaching, I was teaching men and women and it was never like a, just a women thing. I would teach like lady styling for women, but that was it. And then finally I, I went through a breakup where I just remember being in so much pain. And then when I would go to the studio, the, sometimes my girls, like just the female students would have issues and they would go through breakups and they would feel so insecure. And I just felt so compelled. I think it was mostly because of my hurt. And my pain was the fact that I felt so compelled to help people not feel the way I was feeling. And that's how it started. Hmm. Yeah, we usually we usually create things out of pain. And those sometimes are like the best things that exist out there in the world. I mean, it, it sounds crazy, but um, I think like trying to go through that feeling 
right? And and trying to pour the energy into something that a creation, right? That makes it so special. Yeah. Because it helps it doesn't it, it doesn't not only help you, but it helps like other people as well. Cause we all go through the same thing. We all been through breakups, we all been through like pain and, and it's a beautiful thing to create out of that. A lot of people can't can't do that. They just stay stuck in the in the pain, you know? Yeah, and I, I used to recognize and just see women and just um a lot of their fears, a lot of their sufferings were the same as mine. So we were just so relatable in so many ways. And I think because I was hurting so much, it would affect me more. And I would want to just help them as much as I could. So I would have these talks and just sit around. And I mean, these talks would, we would cry, you know, we would really, and we would just cry so bad, so much in these talks. Like, but mm-hmm. for some reason after that, and just do a warm up and then dance and then just seeing them smile and laughing afterwards and just feeling like as like being in, in, in a, a support group, a real support group, you know, it just would change everything. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's beautiful. I I'm sad that I never got to go to one of yours. I always wanted, but you know, I live in Jersey, so yeah. <laughs> it was it was always it was always that. But hey, we're having like one right now, so it's okay. Exactly, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So for those who don't know what humanity is, can you like talk a little bit more about it? Well, Humanity started off as just like a female empowering class, mainly for dancing and styling and just looking different from everyone else. And I called it Womanity because I am the type of person that there's a if there's a trend, I try to get out of that trend and just create my own. Meaning for a while, lady styling was called that in the Latin dancing. As salseras, we would call a styling class, oh, hey, hey, ladies, come to the lady styling class, right? Something so basic as that. So I just wanted to make it sound more powerful because I'm, I don't only teach dance. I, I try to go in depth into like their soul if that makes any sense so I called it womanity just to empower as much as possible yeah Mm. so you think um so you help pretty much like with like because I you know I obviously I have taken your classes I was in your in your team at some point and I always feel very empowered with the type of style that you have like I feel like I am the shit you know what I mean? I was coming, even if I wasn't, but I was just like, you know, I mean, I'm coming and I'm dancing and I feel like Beyonce in a sense. So um, I feel like, you know, humanity, it was like empowerment, but also kind of showing the feminine side of, yeah. of us women, because sometimes we feel like in order for us to show that we're powerful, we're strong, we have to always portray the masculine energy. Right. 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 I agree. And and womanity was also um, so this is going to sound like a huge contradiction. So womanity was embracing. Oh, sorry, the noise for my neighbors. Uh, Womanity was embracing or is was embracing or is embracing more of like the feminine side, more of like it's okay to be feminine and be dainty and just kind of, you know, pick up your spoon a certain way or your fork and just be as elegant as possible because it's like elegance Mm -hmm. for some reason 
is just not the trend, right? The mm-hmm. trend, and even in, in Latin dance, for example, salsa, you would know, I'm not sure if you're the, the people that are hearing would know, but in, in Latin dance, it became uh, more of an Afro-Cuban was incorporated. So when Afro-Cuban was incorporated, the women were doing Afro-Cuban and it became a very masculine form of styling, a very masculine form of 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 dancing for the women, which is beautiful. I mean, and, and I think as women in this society, even when you're driving and you're just like, I am such a great driver. I'm so good. I drive like a man, you know, and, and there are things that we say to ourselves that if you're masculine, you're, that's what makes it better. And so I just try to empower women as much as possible to look within themselves and just realize that being feminine is something that we have that no one is just so beautiful. You know, men don't have that. I mean, men can, but as far as women, it, it, it should come and it can come more natural. But I think we almost, what is it? We, we, uh, we like hold that back within ourselves Mm. and we just try to transform ourselves to thinking and, and being a different way, even with posture, even with, I mean, again, I have, I don't think I've met a very elegant woman, someone that's very just like, I I can't even explain it in so long, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. that's something that I try to express in womanity that soft movement is just as beautiful as soft walk the way we talk a soft talk and you know that's just something I have to work on because nowadays as women we're trying to dominate you know as mm. much as possible so even in in speaking my I'm very aggressive I speak really rough and that's where that all comes from yeah yeah no I have to I agree with you on that like I I, I can relate I I also have I've been told that I exude uh, masculine energy, right? I mean, I'm feminine in certain things, but masculine at the same at the same time. And sometimes the the energy, the masculine energy, overpowers the feminine, uh, because you know we, us human beings, like you know, women and men, you know, we all have both energies, right? Um, I don't know if people are into the energy thing, but it's like the yin and the yang, right? So it's like mm-hmm. we all have that. But for example, for men, the masculine like levels to say is like higher than the feminine. Um, and then the feminine is like the same thing, you know? So uh, for me, it's kind of like sometimes even when in relationships, you know, like I yes. t- people tend to tell me it's like, oh, you, you're very dependent. You know, like you portray these things like you don't need nobody and this is and that. I mean, technically, I don't. (laughs) But but the thing is, like, I've been doing a lot of, like, internal work, you know, the past uh, the past year. And I have, like, you know, realized a lot of things about myself, like, comes from, you know, like, the way that I was raised. So, you know, we were talking about this before. Um, I mean, the other day, I think it's like, you know, my my parents got divorced. And my dad was kind of in the picture, but not really. So the main parent was my mom, but my mom had to work and she was working a lot of hours. She was like the head of the house, you know? So Mm -hmm. to me, seeing that as a, as a young girl, I was like, oh, that's like my model, right? Like I want to be independent like my mom, or I want to be able to maybe be even more dependent because when they got divorced, it was really hard for her. Right. Like because my dad was the provider and this and that. And then he stopped like, you know, kind of like giving like the allowance. And well, that's another story. But um, Mm -hmm. so my mom had to step up and just she had like it was a struggle 
you know, like working all these hours, she wasn't able to see us and all that. And which is okay. You know, I, I got used to that. But the thing is like, oh, we saw that. And I was like, oh, I want to be able to do things by myself, like on my own. So let's say if I meet a person, a partner, and then that person leaves my, you know, my life, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you know, like a struggling and all that. But obviously that's like super stupid to say, because it's like, you know, you can always have a balance, right? And, but for me, for like a long time, it was that. So even for work, right? Like I'm always been like the go-getter, always been like, you know, uh, ambitious. And because that's, that will, that will bring me pleasure. So let's say if you, back then, if you make me pick between like, oh, having a great career and having like, like a relationship, I'll be like, no, I want to have a great career, you know? And that's sometimes how some men think, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I can't live like this. <laughs> and it's it's hard, but it all comes from like how we grow up. I don't know if you have like the same, I don't know if like, because I see you and I see a, a powerful woman as well, but I also see the feminine side, but I'm sure you had encountered like maybe some sort of issues, not only in the dance industry, but in your personal life where you're like, oh, you know, you're exuding this masculine energy and that's why things are not working in a sense. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, and I have the same exact situation. So it, it's funny. It's like you said your story and that's my story. And that's that's a lot of I want to I, I, I want to be careful what I say, but mm. I think that's a lot of that's the story of a lot of minorities. Right. Mm. Where the dad my, my dad left mm. and, you know, he wasn't really around. He wasn't around in my life. And it's, it's so weird because I, I also know in an odd way that he always cared, but he was just not around. That was a choice that he made. And, mm -hmm. and so I saw my mom, the same thing. I mean, you just said my life. I saw my mom raise us on her own. She was the mom and the dad. And I remember just thinking, even as a teenager, I was just like, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to always be independent. I'm never going to need a man in my life and I'm going to provide for myself and my family in the future. So I kind of already uh, sabotaged myself at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And that that's, I think, why I am where I am today. I'm still single. I've always kind of pushed people away from my life. And um, because of that, I'm single and I'm a, a workaholic. That's all I do is I work, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, these are not... This is not what, you know, I would want my nieces and my nephews. This is not a life that I want for them. And uh, yeah, so I agree. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you say that you're a workaholic because that's who I was. I mean, I think I still have those tendencies, but I was a workaholic too. Like for me, work always came first. Because I, and, and you know, like during the quarantine, quarantine, I started realizing a lot of things and I have mentioned this in pre, uh, previous episodes, but I realized that by me working so much, you know, I was using work as a patch, as a band-aid yes. for a lot of things that I didn't want to want to deal with. Like my way of dealing with things or not dealing, it's like, it's a kind of like, it's a little avoidant, right? It's kind of like, Okay, it's happening. That's it. I'm not. I'm not feeling. I'm. That's it. So I'll get distracted by doing something else. Like it's either work or starting a project or doing whatever. But actually dealing with what's going on, like kind of killing the problem or the issue from the root. And during quarantine, I realized that because 
I wasn't able to do a lot of things. For example, my job, like it requires to travel. I wasn't traveling. I wasn't going to events. I wasn't doing this, this and that. And I was just in my room, you know, by myself, with myself. And I had no choice but to face Kim, right? To face all of these things that I've been kind of avoiding. And I'm just like, yo, what the hell I've been doing? So... Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, it's just crazy because I feel like a lot of us are, you know, maybe us women and maybe even men, I don't know. Uh, we tend to put our, uh, like our value in what we do, right? Oh, because you do, you're doing all those projects or because you have a good job or because, oh, this is who, that, that's what makes me, but nah, it's not about that. This is like something, yeah, it's part of your life, but it's not what makes you. Right. What makes you is like your essence, your spirit, your soul, how you treat people, how you yes. treat yourself, you know, and, and it's, it, to me, I, I came to that realization. I mean, I, I knew this, but it's just like, I was still kind of like patching it, patching it, patching it. And now it's like, I'm trying to be more mindful of the things that I do, especially with my job. Like now I, if I don't have to, I'm just like, no, tomorrow's another day. I'm not going to work on it before I, I go. I could be at the office. I could go home and continue working on a project. And now I'm just like, no, I, I need my space. I need to do things that um, are going to fulfill other parts of my life. Mm -hmm. yeah, although I love my job, like my full-time job, but I have my other, my other projects. And sometimes I don't want to do nothing. Sometimes I just want to get home and just sit down and just chill and just exist, you know? And that just makes me who I am, I think. So, so yeah, having that. Um, it's funny because you said something there. You said um, that you knew these things, but uh, it's different now. And that's the thing. Like, sometimes we know the obvious, right? Even mm. when our parents give us advice, we're like, we know. Yes, I know. But do we really know? You know what I mean? And I think that's where I am in my life where, uh, just recently, I think I put up a quote, right? It's like this cliche quote. It's like this, of course, like this super obvious quote. Mm -hmm. And um, gosh, before I even talk about it, I should probably like know what I'm talking about. But uh, no limit, no excuses, just, you know, stuff like that quote. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, these things, right? But you mm -hmm. still do them. And then sometimes there, there's always going to be a point in your life where you're like, oh, no limit, no excuses, get it done. Or, you know, you just kind of open up your eyes and you realize these things about your life and you're just like, okay. And then it really sinks in. And I think that's what's important to really recognize those moments in our lives and be open to them. Yeah. Yeah, no, of course. It's like there's so many... There's so much to talk about that. It's like there's so many layers and levels to that. But I feel like it's a it's an ongoing, it's a learning, it's a journey, you know, it's a learning experience. Like we are never going to get it right. You know, like it's like we're going to be discovering ourselves as we live in a sense. So like, for example, you know, being in the quarantine, like um, unlocked and unpacked a lot of things about of, of myself that I didn't realize before. You know, that I maybe I, I could have seen it, but I was so busy, so busy going the go, 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 go that I didn't even notice. And I'm like, right. oh, wow. But, you know, we have to be compassionate, I, I guess, towards ourselves because we just, you know, you can't be be all right. You can't 
you can't say, oh my God, like I, I am, I am so great. You know, no, we, we always going to discover new things about ourselves. And I think that's the beauty of life. But that's why I really love the seniors. You know, I, I, I feel like the respect I have, I've always in a really weird way since I was a kid, loved old people, you know, like I loved our senior citizens, even when I was a kid. And now as a grown woman, I can appreciate them so much more because they are the wisdom, you know, and I didn't understand when my grandmother would speak to me, when my, you know, my mom, and I would just be like, oh God, they don't know anything. They don't know what I'm going through or whatever, but they did, you know, they just, also knew that I was just beginning in life mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. didn't know. I didn't know. And that's the thing. It's, it's like, as you get older, you start awakening, you start realizing, you start seeing around you, you start feeling everything around you and you start understanding that what you see is possibly not even, nothing of it, it really even, I don't want to say matters, but there's just so many bigger things in life that matters, which is love, which is being nice to people, which is being caring, which is one of the, the main things that I had to learn much older in life is really how I affect people, how I speak to people and how I make people feel. And mm. I think it was um, Maya Angelou that said, people will... I think you will remember or, or not remember people or people will remember or not remember you, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Feel, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really sorry that I'm just really trashing the, the way these beautiful quotes, you know, sounds. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying them all wrong, but I, it was just that that really affected me when she said that people will always remember the way you made them feel. And, and it's true because that's happened in my case. And I want to always just make people remember that I made them feel or in some way, shape or form uplifted them and helped them in their lives rather than hurt Mm -hmm. them. But again, we're not perfect, you know, so there will come a time and a point in time where you affect people in a negative way and you possibly do hurt them. Um, But it's all about intent, you know, at the end of the day. So yeah, no, and yeah, I, I totally agree with like how our elders, you know, like I mean, elders, elders, like they they give us they give us you know like all this wisdom, because when we are young, especially when you're in your teens, we start kind of discovering the world. We think that we are everything, like we know it all. Like our ego is like to the max high level, and even our twenties, the same thing. And and maybe we don't. I think like for me. Um, on my 20s, I was so busy, you know, with college, working full time, trying to like just that I didn't have time to like get to know myself in a sense, right? Uh, and I think on my 30s, it's kind of like where I'm becoming, all right, Kim, let's hang out. <laughs> and and I see things now, I don't want to say the same way that my grandma or my mom, but you know, I see them and they're just just existing they're just they're just simple yeah right and and then that's what i'm appreciating now mm-hmm. before simplicity for me was like no you know uh now it's like the, the 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 thing that i i value the most like maybe just having my cup of coffee in the morning and just sitting down and just maybe 
looking at the window in Mm -hmm. silence like that was my that's my thing now like now being in a party being out there with tons of people you know all this energy because i'm big on energies and that to me doesn't call doesn't call me anymore do i like people like my friends yeah but then i'm very careful now who i surround myself with you know you know how you know how our moms will always say like in in spanish is like um dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres you know tell me who you hang out with and i'll tell you who you are something like that and we always you know because they used to say oh i don't like your friends or you know something like that she's not a good person and it's like oh if they see you with this person they're gonna think that you are the person right and you know Mm -hmm. back then we just don't care because we just think that you know we're vibing with this uh, this human being and it's it's fine until you realize and so you get to know them very well you're like Mm -hmm. damn you know and i always have that in my head and you know that that phrase because it's so true and now with you know i'm big like i said i'm big in energy so i try to surround myself with just a niche like a a very small group of people and and i try to protect that because those people feed my soul in a sense right but then sometimes i'm in spaces with people that you know may seem cool but they you know sometimes i'm surrounded by it and i just feel so drained that's because I observe energies very quickly too. I'm an empath, so <laughs> but yeah. it's just it's just so crazy because you don't need you don't need all of these people around you. You just need this core group of people that are going to like you know. Uh, my help core you. group is my family. Mm-hmm. That is my core group, and it's unfortunate, but I had to learn. I had to learn a very hard way mm-hmm. that. I mean, I, I guess it, it it all depends who you are, right? As far as right. you, Kim, I think that you're you're just such a, a a good person, a good, honest, friendly, bubbly person. And I think with me, the difference is uh, we are Ecuadorian with like similarities in family, but the difference with me is that I am not as bubbly, you know, mm-hmm. and I am I do pride myself in knowing that I am a very good person but as far as being very bubbly and being very friendly and just being like that extra I don't know what friendships like how friendships do it I and especially as I got older when I was a kid I was filled with friends but as I got older I just I'm not that social light and so um so it's really hard for me and the people that I did decide to have around me just screwed me over so bad screwed mm-hmm. me over you know just recently in politics I've been watching mm-hmm. a lot of the news because of me right. everything that's going on and I think it was I was watching the view and there was a, a episode where there is this report or there's this woman that was working with Melania Trump and she is or was a really good friend of Melania. Like Melania would go to her and talk to her. Um, And so this friend, let's call her Linda, because I I really forgot what her name is. But Linda decided to write a tell-all book. And Mm. she also recorded some of the conversations that they had. And she is exposing the conversations, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I don't even like Melania Trump, but I look at it in a way where I'm just like, God, that's a shitty friend. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible friend. Because, I mean, I can only imagine Melania feeling like 
there is not many people I can trust, but I've chosen this woman. I've chosen to trust this woman as another woman to listen to me and to be that friend that I look for. And this is what this friend has chosen to do in her life. And that's why I'm, that's such a shitty, shitty thing to do. And that are, those are the experiences that I've also had in my life, which is really bad. Just like what, what you and I were talking about before, where it was just like, what, a couple of months ago, where I was badly attacked on Instagram, on Facebook. I was I was trying to be, they were trying to cancel me. And it was just a whole bunch of attacks on, on Facebook. And I'm like, then I see these people that I loved that I really, you know, just loved and cared for. And I considered them friends. And they also just kind of jumped on that bandwagon and they were just like, well, this, I mean, I look at it as they were looking at it as a trend thing. And if they weren't a part of the trend, then they were going to get in trouble. And so they jumped on that bandwagon and they also attacked me. And I'm just like, at the same time, I'm so glad that that happened because then you know who you have around you. And Mm -hmm. so it's either two things. I'm just really bad at judging people and seeing them and their intentions or, um, you know, uh, actually, it's just one thing. That's probably it. You know what I mean? I just don't <laughs> people the way I think that they are. And I'm a bad judge of character. So I just have to learn from that and move on. But I know exactly what you mean as far as circle, as far as friendships, and um, as far as growth as a human being. And you are your friends, you know, and, and that's another thing. You know, who, what's my mom used to always tell me, Miha, be careful. You know, there are a lot of envious people. There are a lot of jealous people out there. Just be very careful. And I was always reckless with my friends. I used to think that my friends were, they were my friends. They were like my siblings. That's how I would look at humans. Like that's how I was so trusting in them. Mm. And and that's a, that's a huge mistake. Yeah, I mean, I still look. I'm, I still my friends I have now. Like I, they're mm-hmm. my siblings. They're like that's why every every time I I post like a picture, so I'm like, oh my sister. And people ask me how many sisters do you have. I'm like, well, technically, <laughs> my that's why whenever I give a shout out to my my blood sister, I said happy birthday to my blood sister <laughs> because I have. First of all, I'm in a sorority, so everybody is my sister. And then I have my 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 core, you know, my girls that I've been friends forever that. I truly feel that are my sisters because we've been through so much together. And at this point, like, I know that those girls are not, you know, they're not going to like attack me or, or try to like destroy me or something. I mean, who knows? You never know. But I, I think this, I have this core that, yeah, you just know already at this point, you know? So, but I, I totally get um about yourselves, like who you're surrounded with. Sometimes you, you, you think, you know, people, and and you don't but god and the universe have its way to show you the way and then sometimes it comes into an experience that it's not as you know pleasant um but sometimes i feel like god is like okay you know what you're not seeing it so i'm gonna make it clear for you and he and he sends you like an experience it sends you something that you're like fuck you know and I think it's a beautiful way. Every time, like, God put something on me, like, a, like an obstacle or something, I was just like, I see you. Right. <laughs> like, that's my relationship with God. I was like, all right, I see what you're doing. All right, fine. I got it now. <laughs> so, it's crazy. 
I, I saw this episode on, I'm always watching, you know, these talk shows. I saw this episode <laughs> on The Real where um, the girls were asking each other, they were just like, do you see like the signs? Do you see like if there's just someone in your life that you're just like, mm, I, and then they just do something really bad to you mm. and you're like, I should have known you know mm, and then they yeah. went around and I remember a lot of them were just like no no and you know some of them were like yeah whatever but with me I think there's there are some people that have that gift that they can just see the sign right mm, mm-hmm. and just kind of know like mm, maybe this person is not really for me and just kind of walk away in a in a very good way and they just kind of you know, go their separate ways. And when they see each other once in a blue, it's like, Hey, how are you? And it's just so nice, you know? Right. I just don't have that gift right Mm -hmm. away. I'm just like, Oh, this is such a great person with great intentions. And they're just great. Like I always look at everyone as just great human beings Mm -hmm. until they shit on me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's really what, what's happened in my life is just no luck. And I'm, Again, it's like I do take fully respons- full responsibility is who you're choosing to be in your life and who you're, uh, what is that word? Who you're grab like who you're bringing into your life. It's it's by mm. the energy that you're giving out. I do truly yeah. believe that, you know, and I need to, I, I have to self, I have to work on myself is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Wow. That's, a, that's actually a great reflection, Maria, because a lot of people think it's it's never their fault you know we think that it's not our fault like oh what is happening to me well sometimes it's stuff that just it's just shit right but there's other things it's like it's our the projection of how we who we are or 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 the work that we have to do internally mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and i think that's very admirable that people like like of you that you admit that you know what i i do need to work on myself and that's why maybe i'm attracting these people that's why I'm attracting there. You know, it's like it's, it's like whenever you are and like people say, oh, I only attract like on emotional, unavailable men or toxic mm-hmm. men. But maybe it's because you are being toxic and emotionally unavailable for yourself. Yes. And that's why you're attracted to that, because it's it's less work. It's kind of like I'm this way and 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 if I have another person that way, it'll make it easier. I don't know. I just there's so much to talk about that in that topic too but uh but yeah that's great so let's talk about like you mentioned that you know a couple of months ago that you know you you got into the situation where everybody kind of like tried to cancel you and mm-hmm. and whatnot um I feel like you know I was I saw stuff but I I, I try not to get like you know I, I saw it as kind of like oh what the fuck is happening right and and I, I I don't know this person right that who who decided to expose I don't know uh, something that you and him like had a conversation about and then eh, it exploded. So can you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah. So a few months back, back in June, um, I posted a Morgan Freeman uh, interview where uh, they were talking about systemic racism and how on the top of the interview, the title said um, why systemic racism is a myth. So the interview was uh, Morgan Freeman was speaking and he 
pretty much said that he doesn't believe that uh, systemic racism currently, um, this was an older video too. This was probably like 2000 and I could be wrong, but this is probably like 2016 where he said this, but he says that he doesn't believe that systemic racism currently exists, that it used to, but not currently. And that it's pretty much an excuse for people to be lazy. Uh, like this quote, I oh or like this video, I always put up Maya Angelou, Oprah Winfrey. Like I just love to put up anything that empowers people to look at things differently in another point of view. I was attacked so bad. I was written uh, so many different DMs. People were just like, uh, "You're white privileged because I am very white skin Latina," and they people were just attacking me for my color skin. Not even. And then, you know, some people were telling, asking me, what do you mean by this? Why are you posting this up? And I was so confused because this is very new to me, too. I just saw the message and I just thought it was a positive message to post up, especially with so many things that were going on. And I didn't think that I was going to get attacked. Long story short, um, that was like one week. And then maybe like a two weeks later, I just, I was in Chicago and I get a phone call and in this phone call, they're like, Maria, you're getting attacked on Facebook and they're calling you a racist. And I'm like, what is going on? And it's this guy named Dijon, which what's crazy is that I don't even know him. You know, I don't even have any relationship with this man, not a friendship, barely a hello and a goodbye. He's a dancer as well. So it's like, I don't even like a lot of the events I go to, he's not there, maybe just in two or three, at most two, I think a year. So I was just totally confused as to where this was coming from. Very long story short, he, he blasted me, calling me a racist, um, saying just really mean things about me. Um, you know, they went as low as talked about an ox cord, you know, that I took an ox cord and I wanted to go first to perform. I mean, it was the most petty and most ridiculous comments that I've ever heard in my life. But for some reason, it was just fueling this fire that people were just going in and they almost, I want to actually say people enjoyed this fuel. Like people were going in and just and saying things like just looking at her, just by looking at her, uh, I don't like her, uh, and then just going in. And then finally, um, I think that he realized he gonna go, he couldn't go too far with calling me a racist because in all of the history of my social media, that's all you see me with are, are minorities, uh, African-American, you see me with Hispanics, you barely ever see me with other than that. So I think that when he realized that, he then went after my character because he, uh, in attacking me and calling me this racist, people were sending him messages that I, of a response that I did to two women because these two women attacked me, especially one of them were attacking me based on my color skin. And she was telling me that I was a white privilege and all this stuff. So again, when he did that and my responses when I was cursing these women out for even writing me and, and you know, accusing me of such nonsense, accusing me that I was making money from the Afro-Latin culture, which is my culture. That's who I am. I'm a Latina woman, you know, so I just didn't understand 
where everybody was, where the, especially this particular woman was coming from with her attacks. So I cursed this woman out and I thought this, I'm, I'm cursing this grown woman out, me and her, we're just, <laughs> and that's it. Like if anything, block me and we move on with our lives. But instead she decided to post this, give this to this guy and it just went even further. It's like, then it just left from, it was no longer about Maria Ramos is a racist. It was Maria Ramos and her character is a terrible human being. So then everybody was demanding me to apologize. And then everybody was demanding me or from that time, they were telling me to apologize. And then they were just like, well, we're going to cancel her. And it, it was just this bully tactic, this mob tactic, this I don't respond well to this stuff. I don't respond well to people um, trying to humiliate someone else. They were doing nasty memes. It was just like the, what is it? The the crime, um, goodness gracious. It just nothing made sense anymore. The punishment didn't fit the crime is what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say. And it just didn't make sense anymore. It's like, you know, how did one positive uplifting, if anything, message becomes su such a evil punishment to, to the person that reposted it, didn't even say it, you know, it, I didn't even say it as if it was my words. So I think that just made me realize as far as a human being about what is really going on with this cancel culture, this, this bullying mentality, this, you know, I, I am very much an individual and I like to think of everyone as just a, in, you know, different human beings that think for themselves. But based on what's going on, especially in this year, I've come to a realization that no one is thinking for themselves, especially looking at social media, looking how everyone looks the same anyway. They're dancing the same. For the longest time, I felt like everyone has been dancing the same. And it's just everyone wants to follow the trend. And, and I'm, I'm, it's so hard for me to follow these trends when I know that I think for myself and I'm never going to allow for someone to attack me especially you know calling me a racist especially for something that I'm not you know what I mean and that's what happened during this time there's some evil people that do things for attention I know that this guy Dijon did it for clout I know that he did it for because he needs some type of um I don't know. He needs to be glorified somehow, somehow like a hero. He and his girlfriend, what they did, they didn't only do it to me. They did it to a couple of other people before me. And I guess it, 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 it was fine with them. And then when it, when he did it to me, it just sparked up. Like it went everywhere on the, uh, at least it felt like that for me. It just this attention, you know, uh, so many people responded to him. So, and then later on with just, Kim, what did it to me was when he posted a video saying, I'm not a bad person. And so many people write him, no, you're not. You're just exposing the racist people out there. No, you're not a bad person. And it's this whole victim mindset. If anything, I could have been the one that wrote, I'm not this bad person. But had I done that, people would have attacked me. You know, I was being threatened. Kim, I was being threatened that my legs would get cut off with a machete. Mm -mm. Oh yeah, girl. It was so, it was so overwhelming. It was so crazy. It was, um, you know, I got this phone call from again, a girl that I thought was my friend. 
And she goes, Maria, she starts crying and she goes, people commit suicide for things like this. And then little did I know she went on an interview with the guy live saying that I need to apologize to everyone for because of what I did, what I said, it was despicable and all this other nonsense. And I'm like, then you call me and I didn't know these things because I was blocked. I found this out after. So I'm like, girl, you yourself said people commit suicide from experiencing such, such things. And Kim, I tell you, and I hate saying these things out loud because I know that they feed off of this, but it was one of the, a very bad time for me when all of this was happening and they were accusing me and just, just talking about my job, talking about my work, talking about who I am, uh, just constant bringing me down. And I'm like, it, the punishment does not fit the crime. It's, it's just ridiculous. And if anything, again, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't cater to children. That's a huge responsibility. If I were to be a, a dance teacher for teenagers, then I think I really need to be careful with what I post, what I say in general, but I don't. I cater to women. And usually the women that I cater to are 30 and over. So, and the girl that wrote me, this woman that wrote me, I I looked at her page. I saw she was a, a woman insulting me, a woman cursing me out. I saw who this woman was, not my student, because this man kept saying that I'm talking like this to my students and I'm cursing my students out. I'm like, and even if they were my students, then these grown women have a choice. And the choice that they have is to no longer bring me business because they made the decision in, in, in not liking the way I spoke to them. And they kept it pushing with their lives. But instead, it was just like I was either, I, I felt like I was either a rapist because they kept comparing me to rapists, by the way. Um, mm. They kept using my name, throwing my name when it came to that. They kept using my name, throwing my name when it came to um, just terrible people that have done terrible crimes. And I'm like, am I taking, am I in the twilight zone? Because that's exactly <laughs> what it felt like that I was in the twilight zone, girl. <laughs> Oh my God. Wow. That's a, it's a lot. I mean, I can only imagine the emotional roller coaster that you were going through. Um, as an outsider, someone that, you know, keep, you know, people keep like, you know, obviously everybody likes to gossip. Hello, cheese man. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, people will be like, oh, did you see this? You see that? Like, I don't go on Facebook that much, but I was told by someone else, you know what I mean? And then I went, I was just like, what? I didn't read all of the messages because I don't, I don't like things like that. I don't feed into that because I, for me, those things are a waste of time. Yes, let's say, I know at that time we were going through like a very, um, it was a very, very powerful, emotional, sensitive time. Uh, and we're still going through it, obviously, because it's, it's, it's an ongoing fight. But I feel like every little thing that anyone would say would have been World War Three. Yeah. At this point, because everybody's like, everybody's angry, everybody's tired, everybody is frustrated. So any little thing, like when you're tired, frustrated and all this stuff, like everything tr triggers you. Even if it's not a trigger, you know, everything will trigger you. So I think like when that person, you know, posted uh, whatever he posted about you and his conversation or your opinion, you know, people took it very personal. Mm -hmm. And they perhaps 
that was a trigger for them to kind of expose how they really felt about you from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that is something that, yes, is is bad, I think, like a, uh, when you were going through it. But it, I think you also gain a lot because now you know. Mm-hmm. Now you know how many people were fakes, in a sense. Mm-hmm. They probably say hello. They wanted to be surrounded by you because of your position in the dance community, right? Mm-hmm. And and that was that. So as soon as people saw something that they could be like, oh, yeah, I kind of knew she was like that. Like she was toxic or she, her character or this or this and that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think like we all have toxic traits, okay? You know, nobody can say, oh, yeah, I'm clean because maybe, right. my, maybe I'm not toxic for you, but maybe I may be toxic for someone else. Maybe you're toxic, you're not toxic for me, but maybe you may be toxic for someone else. So I think it all depends. It's all perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're like an obvious toxic, you know, like there you're doing really like a lot of harm to a community or to a person. And then we all can agree, okay, yeah, you're definitely this toxic human being, right? But I think like, we can't be saying like, oh, and like everybody's toxic around there. So the point is that, yeah, so, so uh, to me, it was really, like, you know, from my opinion, you know, like I saw that and I was like, as soon as I saw it, I, I told my friend, I was like, you know what, maybe the way that Maria like responded wasn't like, oh, like the, the greatest, you know, but at the end of the day, she's entitled to have her opinion. Uh, but at the same time, this guy, and I'm not biased or anything, but this guy, he did out of like ego. He did. Ego. And, and it's just it was so clear to me for me i didn't see him as a superhero i didn't see him as someone that i was trying to expose what are you doing by exposing canceling people like that you're not you're not contributing to the movement you're not doing shit shit because this is just one thing yeah why why don't you try to instead of canceling or trying to like bash people why don't you try to educate people in a yes. sense because maybe you're you know the, maybe something that you posted that was like four years ago whatever maybe it doesn't relate to like like uh current times right you know maybe he could have come be like you know what maybe you know i don't know morgan freeman yeah he had good points but not really you know i don't know like try to have a conversation a discussion as opposed to uh, jump into assumptions and jump into conclusions and then make it a whole thing, a whole backlash. And that's what people were saying. People were just saying, well, they've tried to have a conversation with Maria Ramos and Maria wouldn't have a conversation because she'll snap at them. And that's not true. My thing is this. You are complete strangers telling me to explain myself. You're, if you were, had been someone that even wrote me and said, hey, Maria, how are you? And have even said hello or try to have a conversation with me in the past, I would have had this conversation with you. But based on a post or repost that I made of, of someone saying something nice, of someone saying something uplifting, it, it depends how you look at it. You can always look at it as very mean and say no that's not what i believe you know but then again you can you know you have to look at a a quote or something and 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 look at it from your point of view and how does that resonate with you does that not resonate with you are you offended by that and if you are i completely understand that 
walk away. If you're offended, like there's some stuff on Instagram that I don't like to watch that offends me. And I'm just like, you know what? This is not really my style. I'm just going to either block you or I'm just not going to follow you. You know, it's, it's that. And there's an option. If you're not interested, you tap not interested so that you don't see that stuff come up again. Mm-hmm. So that's my whole thing. And, and, and it would have been another thing, Kim, if I would have put it as my quote, if I would have said or gone online and, and said, this is what I think about it. Then when people hit me up and they want to have a conversation about it, well, I'm obviously giving you my opinion. So I'm putting myself out there to talk about it. But that wasn't the case. My, my thing was that you were strangers, women, strangers that are asking me or demanding me to give an explanation as to why I reposted something that someone else said. If you feel that strong about it, why don't you write to Morgan Freeman? If you feel that strongly about it, why don't you try to attempt to reach his people? Why are you coming after me? That was my question to a lot of these people. And then they're like, well, you have a responsibility not to share some stuff like that. And I'm like, I have no responsibility to anyone. And then they want to compare me to celebrities. And that's another thing, Kim. What what is, am I a celebrity or am I not? Because at the end of the day, I still live where I live. I still, you know, I still hustle and I still grind for my gigs. I'm still constantly, I'm not a celebrity because I'm not in Hollywood, Malibu. You know what I mean? I'm not living in a mansion where I really might have like a a big, I don't have millions of followers. I don't even have hundreds of thousands of followers. Like I have uh, not even, my following is not that as large as people think. So I'm still a dancer and a human being from New York City. So even my reaction towards people that react a certain way to me is a very normal reaction. My mom used to always tell me if they hit you, you hit them back. That's my upbringing. So Mm. this is also my mindset. If you attack me, calling me, you know, first of all, I would never, ever dare go to someone and and be like, you, you spick or you Hispanic, whatever, or go to, you know, a black person and call them the N word. And you know what I mean? And talk about their skin color. But when it was done to me, I can't get offended. When it Mm. was done to me, it's not okay to come back. That's not my mindset. And that's definitely not who I am. If you're going to come for me, I'm going to come right back with an attack. Mm. And this, and that's the thing. They reposted these things. And there was one that he reposted. What was crazy is that the repost, he showed what my response, but he didn't even show what was said to me. Mm. And my response was talking about my white skin. So that's what people read after I posted Morgan Freeman. And that's what people, so people attacked me saying, look at you, and she's a racist, she's talking about her white skin. So it goes with his narrative. But mm. at least show the whole story. There were some smart people that were like, okay, we, we see what she wrote, but it sounds like she's responding. People with common sense would say, it sounds like she's responding at least post what she responded to, but he mm. didn't. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this is, I think, in, in life, in general, even watching the news, you have to question mm-hmm. the narrative. You have to question, um, you know, the story. Is there more? Even in cases, is there more to the story? You have to question it, especially now. All of these news channels, they just want ratings. 
That's what they want. So they're going to tell you anything you want to, you know, you want to hear or, or fire you up because anger, that emotion is what makes people want to continue. Anything controversy, controversial, I, I always say that wrong, it, uh, <laughs> makes people want to watch more of it. You know, mm. if it's something that's constantly positive, you know, they'll have their moments and then they'll change the channel and they won't want to constantly. So it's, it's all an act. And that's exactly what he did. And you know what's crazy is that he was interviewed. He was interviewed by Island Touch. He was interviewed and he was praised by so many people. And it's like, where are the feminist group? You know how many men attack me, Kim? Mm -hmm. I was on Facebook and so many guys attacked me. So that's my question also. It's like, okay, so where are the feminist group, right? And in one of my my uh, responses, I wrote that I'm not a feminist because of that. I don't believe in feminism. I am a womanist. Like I love to empower women, and I like to talk to women about within, you know, how to empower ourselves within, how to move, how to not play the blame game, how to look ahead. You know, that's what I'm about. But I don't like to title myself like a feminist. And then when this popped off, because I don't call myself a feminist, a lot of the quote unquote feminist groups in the Latin dance industry or leaders in the Latin dance industry stayed shut. Everyone saw me get attacked. No one got in. Everyone got scared. Mm. So that's why this is this is where I'm coming from as friends, as as um as true leaders, where are these true leaders? We don't have true leaders. We have a lot of malice in this industry. That's why when they were talking about being canceled and people were feeding into his his post, including uh, uh, organizers for events, feeding into it, saying, I will never hire her again. I say, thank you. Thank you. You are a follower. You are easily manipulated. That means you are not a leader and you're not a good person in my book. You can't think for yourself. I'd rather not work for you anyway. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. I mean, it's, uh, I can only imagine like what you were going through. Um, just seeing that like, it's a lot of uh, negativity around and, and I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like when it comes to feminism, um, I think, you know, it's, you know, because feminism can be, you know, it's like intersectional, right? Mm -hmm. So I think like when, when sometimes people think about feminism, they think about this, like, you know, that the, the political ideology that is kind of like all the social movements, all the, you know, like uh, the economic, the personal, you know, social equality, you know, of all the sexes. So when people say, oh, you're not, I'm not a feminist. It's like, oh, you don't believe in equality. Right. So, mm -hmm. but feminism is so much more than that i think you know and and it's for you feminism maybe in that it's not like the whole global you know movement right it's mm -hmm. more about like empowering women within i mean you can say everybody has their own opinion at this point yes. it's 2020 freaking COVID, all these things have been happening at this point i am not going to judge people by having their own opinion their own ideologies as long as you're not hurting people you're not killing you're not doing i don't give a shit you could think that the rock is your god 
I am going to respect that. I'm not even going to question it. You know, <laughs> I'm going to be like, yeah, you believe that the God, you know, your God is a rock and that's okay. You know, I just, I would like to find out more about it. You know, tell me why you think the God and that's it, but I'm not going to judge you by that. Right. So or try to change them. I'll try to change them because we are individuals. That's yes. what we, you, we have our own brain. We have our own uh, thing. You know, yes, we are part of, we are part of a community. Sure. And, and and I think when you talk, you were talking about uh, being a celebrity. Um, I I think what people see you as is as a maybe as a face as a leader of of the dance community, right? Because you know you're well known. <laughs> so I think like when they see people like you that have some sort of like level and some sort of like I guess I don't know power influence influence on people they demand that you know these so-called like influencers or leaders have a stand on something so to me that's the thing i could have a stand on something i could mm -hmm. have my views but as far as you know as far as political views i could have my political views or what's happening in the country what's happening in the world and do something about it from my end, you know, I don't have to constantly make a stand, especially as a dancer. I feel like if I wanted to get into politics and, and become a journalist or, or, or a politician, then that's something different. But at this point in my life, I mean, I can stand up for what I believe in and not have to blast it and put it out there in the world. Even when it was the black squared on June 2nd and everyone had to put up a black squared, you know, I, I, I cried every day when I saw what happened to to George Floyd. It was something that for, it affected me. I remember crying every morning for a week because it it was just everything with COVID, you know, being so scared and your family worried about people around you, people, your neighbors, your, you know, it, it, of course it affects you. And then this guy, they had their, their, his knee on George Floyd's neck and, and, and that was put out there for the world to see. I mean, the the way it was exposed, it was crazy. And I don't think we're really used to that all the time, you know, seeing stuff like that. So yeah, I remember it affected me so bad, just like it affected a lot of people. And so people were just like, you have to put up a, a black square. And I just remember the energy, mm. the energy of what if I chose not to? What mm. if... You know, sometimes you have a platform and it's okay to just brand the platform, just use the platform as a form of positivity. Let's just say if you have a flower platform, you have a flower Instagram or a business and you want to constantly post up about flowers and quotes about how to make flowers grow and the, 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 the dirt of the, you know, whatever, uh, you know, that's a choice that you, you made. And that's the thing that we're forgetting as human beings, especially living in a free country where we can do whatever we want to do. That's the beauty about this country that we all have a choice and they're giving us that choice. We can use our platform and we can use our voices or we can think the way we want to think. The fact of this whole, you know, manipulation and the fact that if you don't sound like us, you don't act like us, us you're against us. That is not the type of surrounding that I am used to or that I will ever put up with. I rather move mm -hmm. 
I'd rather figure out other ways in my life, but to get away from that. And that is where I feel like we're going. We're going into a place where if you don't sound like us, if you don't, especially in the dance community, even in the hip hop dance community, in the Latin dance community, and this is not who we are as artists. We are individuals. As human beings, we are individuals. We need to be able to think the way we want to think and create what we want to create without this you know, influence and this kind of, um, I, I don't know if it's dic- dictatorship, you know, move. It's as creators, that's what we do. We, we, we think of like God gives us a gift, right? And the gift is choreograph, Maria. What do you see here? Create. I'm going to give you this imagination for you to explore in that. The moment people are telling me, well, this is how you need to create and this is what you need to create. That's the moment I need to stop doing what I'm doing. And that's what I feel like is happening right now in society, especially in the United States of America with everything that's going on. Hmm. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and what I meant by like, okay, people expecting for you to say something, right? It's kind of like, because they, they they see you as as the leader of the community it's like okay you know she needs to kind of have a stand but you know like i said before not everybody is in the right mind or emotionally there to be putting stuff out there like i have mentioned this in other episodes when we were talking about um the canceling culture um you know not everybody has a role on this right some of them some of us are writers some of us love the camera and make videos some of us can you know uh are you know like can donate money some of us are like can go out in the streets and protest some of us can just go and call our local government right some of us can do like i don't know maybe um donate things the time go and volunteer and things but not everybody, but one person cannot do it all. So, mm-hmm. for example, for me, I have my opinions. I have my stand in the movement. But I didn't really post a lot. I probably posted two times because I honestly, I'm not the type of person to putting things out there about it. I could reshare things for other people. But for me, it's like it takes me a while because I have to understand in order for me to vocalize. Yes. And if I don't know how to do that, I am not going to do that. So for me, like when everything was happening, you know, probably would be like, oh, Kim doesn't stand for anything. No, but I donated money, you know, but I'm not putting out there because honestly, I'm not doing I'm not doing it for the people to see what I'm doing. I'm doing it for the movement. I'm supporting that. And God is the one that gonna knows what what what's happening. And that's it. I don't care. Like, I don't have to tell people, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, even if I'm like a person that people know and stuff like that, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's just so much when it comes to that. And that's why I feel sometimes like this Hollywood celebrities, they they ended up like, you know, mentally drained, yeah. consuming drugs because the pressure is yeah. so much. Yeah, it's too much. The pressure So like you have to be this persona for everybody. But why? And that's the thing, Hollywood celebrities, a lot of them, they go into this as singers. That's all they've done their entire life. And for a very long time, Kim, I refused to watch the news. I just mm. focused on dance. You know, yeah. a, a lot of these these artists also drop out of school and just pursue their art. So it's like to because they're successful in being the artist that they are, 
to to make them feel like now you have to stand up and talk about something that you don't even really know. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is that Morgan Freeman, what he said resonated with me, but I didn't, it wasn't more than that. It wasn't saying that there isn't any systemic racism. I never said these things. But his, if you listen to what he said, you you would look at things as, you know what, well, I am responsible for myself. I am, who am I in control of? The only person I can control is myself. So what am I going to do about that? You know, and these are the, the, the uplifting messages that I like to give. And just like you said, which was a perfect point, you know, sometimes you just don't know enough about these topics. I just didn't understand Black Lives Matter. I didn't understand. I mean, besides the obvious, of course, Black Lives Matter. This is not even something that is you can argue. But then again, even if you're like, of course, Black Lives Matter, just like everyone's life matter, life, human life matters. But then you can't say that. Then there is just so many rules that you don't really understand what is going on because this is all fairly new. And that's where people people don't understand. People don't understand. You can't expect people to think and act and feel like you do because they're not you. So this pressure that, you know, you see in society, this pressure that's going on, it's like, oh man, I, I was going to say like, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, really, <laughs> it just needs to stop. It really needs to stop. And if you want to do something about it, just like, you know, homelessness, if you, if I feel really, um, emotional about seeing so many homeless people especially in new york city right now in the street so many mentally ill people am i gonna get mad at you know everyone for not posting what i post am i gonna get am i gonna attack people for not sounding the way i sound for not being upset of the obvious they're mentally ill they need to be in a hospital they need to be taken care of instead they're wandering the streets loose and you know unfortunately there's so many bad things that these people are doing because they're probably scared. They're like killing people out there. The crime rate of New York City has gone up so high. Why aren't we talking about these things? You know, but it's, it's something that people aren't, aren't really looking into or researching. And that's okay. That is your choice. But mm-hmm. as me, I'm the person that is researching this. I want to do something about it. And that's okay because that's my choice. And I think that's what we're forgetting. We're forgetting our that, that identity of self because it's like we're holding everyone accountable to do something about, you know, I have a social media platform the same way everyone has a social media platform. I build it the same way you can build it. Just like they say about Beyonce's time. Beyonce has the same amount of hours that you do. Why is it that she's where she is and you are where you are? We have to be responsible for ourselves and stop victimizing ourselves and blaming either, I'm going to dare say it, blaming white people for shit, blaming other people for shit if we're not successful, blaming the system for it. There's a, we can, come on, let's, let's lift up, break out of this mentality. And this is the mentality that I've grown up with. I've, I'm from Harlem. I still live in East Harlem. I've constantly been discriminated against because I was the only light-skinned Hispanic. And if you look at my family, they're so Indian-looking, it's crazy. When I show, when I posted up pictures, I mean, it looks like the indigenous, like Indian, you know Ecuadorians. <laughs> Ecuadorians, we look Indian, Indian. Like my mom be like, my mom goes in and she's like, 
you know, that's, that's what it is. But also I have a Puerto Rican side of the family and my Puerto Rican side of the family, they don't, they look like Puerto Ricans and some of them are light and some of them are very dark and that's just my family. But if you look at their history, they look a certain way too. So I'm just a mixture of that. And I've constantly been discriminated against. I've always been called the white bitch, always growing up. I had to, girl, I had to do so much to get to where, I mean, my friends used to be like, why don't you put Vaseline or baby oil and burn your skin to get some type of dark? You're oh too my God. White. What? Yes. This is when I was in the third grade. Damn. I was also in school and I loved being active and I loved everybody playing double dutch after school in the schoolyard. Every That was a thing every day. And I had to earn it to be on a team, a double dutch team. I had to earn it because no one wanted the white girl on their team. So, of course, that's a trigger for me as an adult. As an adult, somebody hitting me up and telling me, why are you dancing Afro, uh, black uh, Afro Latin uh, dances, Afro Latin culture? Why are you doing that? You're you're white. You're white privileged. Of course, that's going to trigger something in my life because that's all I heard my entire life. I was never good enough. Hmm. So you got to think about these things. And these people have to think about these things. How dare you say that to me? Of course, that's going to trigger something. And everyone victimized Dijon. Dijon had the right to say what he said because he's a black man. That's That's where we're fucked up. If everybody's looking at things as a racist point of view, let's look, okay, let's look at it as a racism point of view. Who's being the racist? Oh, girl, I've been holding this in. I have decided not to speak for a while because this was hard for me. And what's crazy is that people were like, Maria, speak, speak, just apologize and it'll all go away. How am I going to apologize for this? How am I going to apologize for being a loving human being, a person that I am? I have too much dignity to apologize for something that I shouldn't be apologized. I should be apologized too. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, you feel good. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> I felt it for you. <laughs> I um yeah, it's uh it's it's crazy, and you know, and everybody has their own perspective of things, right? Um, there's always like they say they have there's like three sides of the story, right? That one side is your side, the other side is that guy's side, and the other one is the truth. They always say that, mm -hmm. and I feel not to demean anybody's truth because like what I, I feel like about people's truth is that you're never gonna know because for me it's like the way that I see things it may not be the same way that other another person sees it, but doesn't make it less. You know, it's just my perspective. Obviously, with time and I guess like, you know, with experience, education, that perspective might change, right? But at the end of the day, in the moment, that's how I see it. And you can't blame me for that mm -hmm. in that sense. So I think like that's that's how I, I see this whole uh, situation or thing that happened to you is that uh, people choose to see what they wanted to see for convenience. Yeah. And for to add up to the hype maybe they had a situation with you at some point in their lives and then it didn't rub off on them the the and this was their opportunity to to add to that right it's like mm -hmm. yes maria ramos is this she's never been this type of person it's always been hard to work with is this and this and this and this and this and that you know mm -hmm. but it's their perspective And you can't, you know, you can't change that. You only know, you, you leave it like that. And then as 
from your side is kind of like I admire the way that you kind of came out of this because like the person that you used to call friend told you people commit suicide for things like this they do it's a lot of pressure for people imagine having this whole community or this whole group that you've been part of and it started like attacking you it's like what the hell who am i like why am i doing in this world you know like some people that are like not emotionally you know like strong right will do that so to me seeing that you came out of this thing like strong and with this like even like a different perspective too it's 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 great it's like what make you like when you were going through this like obviously you felt bad you said you mentioned that but what was the one thing that you were like you know what f this you know what i mean like i get it but then i can i can put myself under the blanket and cry um Really quickly, you said something that I, I just want to say is that you you mentioned, you know, people might have had a situation with me or felt a certain way, and they took that opportunity, I think, to express that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine, you know, and, and I totally understand that they feel a certain way and they want to just knock me for it. That's a choice that they make. Mm-hmm. But I think that, for example... I'm not really down with, let's just say there's a rapist, right? And the rapist is a criminal. And if I were to be, and I know this is another very sensitive topic and I should be very careful with what I say, but, you know, what if this, you know, someone did something to me in general and my job as the victim if I want to really make something happen or really, uh try to uh, make my point across is I would go to the authorities, right? I would go to the police. I would go to court and I would try to fight every with every last breath that I can to get this person in jail. I, I don't understand the reasoning of going onto Facebook and putting this information out on Facebook when in reality, all that can happen is people down, you know, people talk about this guy or people trash mouth this guy or people are like, okay, we're never going to hire this guy again or whatever. But did that bring you justice? Because mm-hmm. the guy is still out. Mm-hmm. He's still out and he's still doing vacationing and he's still living a beautiful life. You know, and, and, and I just, I feel like that's not, and, and another thing, I do believe very much in the system, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Let, I'm going to take you to court. Let's do this. And it could be like a relationship. For example, I'm in a relationship with someone and we had a really bad breakup and I just want to shit on him, which happens, Kim, mm-hmm. which happens vice versa. Guys just want to shit on the girl and then they'll go online and say something very disgusting. And people are just so easily convinced. They love this drama is what I mean. They love to feed off of this drama. And so they will go and just hype this. And, and you know what? The, the the person on the other end can be a very innocent human being. And it's like, damn, you just created this. Why would you do that on social media when it's like, like people, meaning 
it's unnecessary. And if you have a personal problem with me, just like I have personal problems with so many people, even celebrities, I have like, I'm like, I don't like the celebrity or whatever, but I'm not going to be going online. And of course, again, that's a choice, right? This is my choice. This is how Maria Ramos reacts to things. I'm personally not going to go online and just go in and attack someone based on, for example, a photographer, (laughs) a photographer that I worked with like two years ago, charged me for a photo shoot. I was not happy with this photo shoot. I paid the photographer and I kept it pushing. Never told him at the time that I wasn't happy with it. Then later on, after two years, maybe, or a year and a half, he contacts me and he goes, Maria, I want to submit your photos to a job, but I want to ask you for your permission. And I said, no, I'd rather you not. I wasn't happy with the pictures. That's why I never used the pictures. This was a business transaction. And as a businessman, you asked me for this, this question. You know what I mean? Like you asked me permission and I didn't give it to you. So he decided to go on Dijon's post and talk about the fact, how dare I? And I was so rude and I said no to him. And, and, and everybody's like, oh my God, how dare she? And this, it goes back to just, what are we thinking? How are we thinking as a society, as human beings? Like, how are we so deep asleep? And how are we so easily manipulated? How weak are we? Is my question. And this is exactly why Hitler was able to convince a whole country that Jewish people were evil and they were being slaughtered. And I just feel like this is going back to this weak ass mentality where people just can't think for themselves. And, and, and like, where is the response to that? Be like, dude, really? You're posting that? And as a, as a person, and I'm still old school, so I'm going to say this as a man, how tacky are you to go online and cry at the fact that I said that you couldn't use my pictures then dudes were going on to John's page and said you know I'm so mad she yeah I don't like Maria because she denied me a dance and people are like oh that fucking bitch this is where I'm coming from Kim this is where I'm coming from so of course we have interactions with people I've asked dudes to dance and they've said no to me because they're either too nervous or whatever their reasoning, but they've said no to me. Am I going to go online and be like, this guy is so corny. I asked him, I sound terrible, but for some reason, these people just sounded like gods. These people sounded like innocent human victims. And I was just a villain. And that's where it confuses me. So, I mean, as far as your question, I'm sorry, I just went off the, the deep end with that and your question when you said was there a moment actually this just when this whole thing happened Kim I didn't even I was so angry I didn't even know I was stressed until the fourth day my roommate said are you gonna actually eat today and I was just like what what do you mean he's like Maria it's been four days and you didn't eat that's when I knew something was wrong with my body, my mind, and I wasn't in a good place when I just suddenly dropped all this weight. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know if that was your question. And I'm sorry if I took it left, but that's where I was. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. That's, that's, that was your, your eye opener or the one thing that it was just like, no, I can't, I can't stay in the state anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but how do you on the emotional side like knowing that there was this whole group of people saying all these negative things you know because and I no no yes but I'm saying what so when you got up of the bed and and you're and you went to eat (laughs) right (laughs) it's like you were probably thinking okay what what now like what what do you think at the moment they were like you know what F it like I like something powerful I, I wanna I wanna understand it's like because there's a lot of people out there that may have experienced something like you did right mm-hmm. and I feel that for some it's not as um it's not an easy thing at, overall but it's taking them a longer a longer time so I just want to hear from you maybe some words of like you know encouragement empowerment for people out there that feel that the world is against them? I think the understanding that I was not a victim, the understanding that I need to start practicing what I preach. And if I don't like the victimization that people give themselves is is a reality for myself Mm. to realize that I've brought this to myself. Mm. One way or another, I believe in energy and I put that energy out there. Mm. And I I believe wholeheartedly that in putting that energy somehow out there in the universe, that's the energy that I got in return. And to understand that because I'm not a victim and I'm still given, you know, I still have this life that I have to push forward. And um, uh, and that's that was my goal. My goal was that, you know, a lot of times they were just like, let's cancel her. And I was thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be working the way I used to work. And then I'm like, fuck that. Then if that time, because I, I like I said, I have a decade working, traveling, doing these things. I think I have over a decade, actually. I'm sorry. So I'm just like, that's more than enough time to realize that I there's another path. There could be another calling in my life. And I need to go to that calling and I need to find that. And that's when I even, you know, I, I, now I'm starting to do this other talk show and I'm starting to, you know, and I, another thing that was just a joke to me is when they were just like, we're going to stop you from dancing. That's when I knew no one, even as a kid, I was always dancing and I used to say, even if something happened to my legs, no one is ever going to stop me from dancing or no one is ever going to stop me from creating. Even if God is like, I'm going to stop you from dancing physically, but you'll never stop my mind from dancing. I'll always dance. So that's when I realized you have no power over me. The power that I have over me is within me. So I have to look into that to push forward because it was not easy, girl. Just recently, my girlfriend texted me. This is how I know I'm still affected a lot by this, even though I'm pushing forward and I have to just realize these uh, these feelings is when she wrote me and she said, Maria, you uh, did you see this online? And the, the what she sent me, I couldn't see it because I, I wasn't friends with this person. And my heart just dropped. And I'm like, are they still on this? And she's like, no, 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 it's not about you. And I was like, girl, my heart just went to my ass. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't want to even go through what I went through again. But you know what? At the same time, I'm thankful I went through it because I think after me, they didn't want to keep 
doing this to people because they said that they had a list. They said that they had a list of names of people that they noticed weren't posting like them, weren't sounding like them, and they were going to expose them. And this list of people were never exposed. And I really hope that it just stayed within me, that I just took in enough that they won't treat other people the way they treated me. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's good. That is really, really good. And uh, I am like, really grateful that you were able to share uh, this um, experience with me. Um, I mean, I just saw it from like, you know, from an outsider, I was just like looking at it. But, you know, things like that for me, it's just like, not because I don't want to support you or anything like that, because, you know, like I, I love you. But it's just for me, it's kind of like God knows how he does things. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you said, um, maybe the, this was kind of what you needed in order to understand if there was something else for you out there, like another path, whatever that is. And like I said before, God knows how he does stuff and he's just going to slap you, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that's, that's like a, that felt like a slap. <laughs> so he's like, okay, girl, wake up. I've been trying to tell you, but you're not paying attention. So maybe a slap yes. will do. Yeah. Yes. So, so, but yeah, so I, I hope that, you know, someone out there can take uh, something from this conversation, some inspiration and motivation to, you know, keep going and, and just like empower themselves to uh, be their own persona. And um, yeah, but thank you so much, Maria. I mean, I know that we could go in hours. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I love it. I love this cheese with you. And uh, yeah, thank you. I am going to put all your information on the description of the episode. But if you want to share any of your handles or anything that people may want to know, just like, you know, just say it. Awesome. Yes, my Instagram, Maria Ramos underscore official. That's my Instagram. That's also my TikTok. My TikTok isn't that interesting, but if you want to follow my TikTok. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. If you want to do dance classes, I'm also teaching salsa, bachata, mm. and, you know, whoever wants to take, please join yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So follow her. And then, you know, we're looking forward to your your new show on YouTube that you're going to put, right? Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm excited too. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. And, you know, I will talk to you uh, soon, okay? Take okay, care. All right, All right, bye. Bye. Wow, that was such an awesome chisme. Uh, by the way, this has been the longest episode that I ever had so far. And I'm not complaining about that. So I am really grateful for Maria for being able to open up and talk about her experience. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who has gone through a similar situation, not on that of a bigger scale, but probably in a smaller you know, scale, like in our families, you know, with our friends. Um, but at the end of the day, it's um, know what you go through is like how you come out of it, right? And um, with that being said, I I hope everyone enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. Surround yourself with good vibes, wear your mask, and be authentic. I will talk to you next week. Ciao.